Well, we thank God for, for tonight. And we thank him for who he is and what he does as far as our lives are concerned. I hope your hearts are opened for the word of the Lord. Today is day 10 of our fasting and prayer. And we have been talking about faith. Um, it is um, it is what? Wednesday today. It is Wednesday today. So I'm hoping that uh, we will be able to finish on the subject of faith by Friday so that we can talk about uncommon favor uh, and uh, how you can walk in uncommon favor through kingdom promotion. So we will, we will get there. We are going to learn a lot um, this year. And at the same time, we have some areas of messages from last year um, on the subject of attitude. So that this year we are firing it all because this is our year of uncommon favor, supernatural manifestations, and working under open heavens. Do you, do you, do you remember when, what you have to say when I say supernatural manifestation? Do you remember? Can we try it? Can you try it? You remember the response? Supernatural manifestations. I'm walking under open heaven. Uh-huh. I'm going on common favor. Throughout this year, yeah. So only one person remembers in this whole room. <laughs> I, believe, <laughs> I believe you remember. Okay, let's take that again. Supernatural manifestations. I'm walking under an open heaven. I am enjoying uncommon favor throughout this year. You don't have to forget that. That is the theme of the year. So if you forget, you know, then it's more like uh, you are throwing away your blessings. Let's say that again. Supernatural manifestations. Uh -huh. I'm enjoying uncommon favor throughout this year. For the last time, supernatural manifestations. I'm walking under an open heaven. And I'm enjoying uncommon favor throughout this year. Okay, great. So when I say supernatural manifestations, you say I'm walking under open heavens. I am enjoying uncommon favor throughout this year. Now you have to say that to yourself until your spirit soaks it. So we have been talking about faith and uh we have said a lot about faith. So we are now talking about faith and prosperity. And I explained to you how important um, faith is when it comes to prosperity. I define prosperity for you that prosperity is not only having your needs met, that's a survival, but having your needs met to the overflowing so that you can meet the needs of others. And I did also mention to you that Abraham is a symbol of God's idea of blessing in Scripture. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. 
Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Listen to this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So it means that the opposite of prosperity is curse. You see. So if you are not succeeding, then you are under a curse. That's what it is. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is anyone who hangs upon the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. Now, the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 24 verse 1, it says Abraham was old and stricken in age, and the Lord has blessed him in all things. And so the kind of prosperity that God delivered that God releases upon you, um, which essentially is the Abrahamic order of blessings or prosperity, is a, pros a kind of prosperity that affects every area of your life. Don't forget that. Now, Isaiah chapter 51 tells us, Isaiah chapter 51 verse 1, says, look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah that bore thee, Isaiah 51, Isaiah 51. He said, look to Abraham, your father. He said, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Verse 2, look to Abraham, your father, and to, and to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. And so this also further buttresses the point or the fact that or the truth that the blessings that um, God has positioned us to attain is the blessing of Abraham. But there is something that God said here. The Abrahamic blessing is God's ideal of blessings for us. Galatians 3.13 he said that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. And so the blessing that you enjoy and I enjoy as kingdom blessing, and I, I, I really want to take my time to break this down for you. As kingdom blessing is not what you get from your workplace. It's not what somebody promises you, but it is the blessing, the blessing of Abraham. Now, that means that Abraham is our example. Abraham is our example. The Bible says for us to look unto those who through faith and patience, it said be followers of those who through faith and patience obtained the promise. Be followers of those who through faith and patience obtained the promise. And so, Abraham obtained the promise by faith, by faith. And that is why faith is so essential when it comes to prosperity. I told you that faith is so essential and we're going to get there. I told you that faith is so essential. It's extremely, extremely important when it comes to prosperity because God does not bless carnal men. God does not bless carnality at all. God does not bless carnality now. God only blesses a people of faith. For without faith, Hebrews 11, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, what that means also is that 
faithless people don't live by faith. Or rather, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Because we know that faithless people are carnal anyway. So, so let me put it this way. I think it is fresher this way. Carnal people do not live by faith. Carnal people. And when I say carnal, I mean those that double in immorality and those um, who are carnal in their, in their reasoning and the way they do things, they do not live or walk by faith. When problems arise in the life of a carnal person, he looks for who around to help. But someone who walks by faith, when problems arise, the person looks up. David said, I will lift up my eyes towards the hills. From whence cometh my help? He said, my help comes from the Lord. Then he said, in God have I put my trust. Why say to my soul, flee as a bed? I have put my trust in God. And so that is the mantra of a people of faith. Their trust is in the Lord. So God does not bless carnal people. And so if you are carnal, God, there are so many things that the Bible has said about carnal people or people who dwell in the earth, you know. Um, and now you are from above, but you have positioned yourself to be earthly sized. And when that happens, you cannot see the glory of the Lord. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so that means that the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is sight. Sight is you are moved by the things that are around you, by the things that you see, as you get in the understanding. But we do not walk by sight. We walk by faith. And you know what faith is. Faith is substance. Faith is evidence. And so it means that if faith would have an impact when it comes to prosperity, it means that the one who succeeds eventually, I want you to listen to me, beloved. I want you to really open your heart and listen because the things that I'm talking to you about are very important issues. So, so, hear me again. I repeat. If faith will ever have an impact as far as prosperity is concerned, it means that the one who positions himself to be prospered by God to walk in the, in the Abrahamic blessing or the kingdom blessing that God has made available is someone who builds substance. Who builds substance means what? It means this is an individual who is full of God's word. Who is full. You never find any individual who is full of God's word and act on God's word who is, who is poor. Never. Never. I've never come across one. Never. Never. If you profess to believe in God's word, there might and nothing is happening. There is a missing link somewhere. I'm telling you. You never find anyone who is full of God's word and act on God's word who walk in poverty or lack and despondency. And Never. Listen, David said, I've been young and now I am old. He said, I have never seen the righteous. Now, who is the righteous but one who has built substance in him and act on God's word? One who knows God's word and act on God's word. 
David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed. Are you getting the understanding? Begging for bread. What that means is that the Abrahamic blessing or the kingdom blessing, the blessings of the Lord affect, you know, affect your generations. And that is very important. The kingdom blessing affects generations. So it is going to affect your children. Then it will affect your children's children. Then it will affect your children's children's children. At least until the fourth generation. That is the nature of the Abrahamic blessing. Abraham was blessed. Isaac was blessed. Jacob was blessed. We see Joseph walking in the blessing where he becomes, and, and when we, I begin to talk to you about uncommon favor, we'll talk about him. Where he really walks in the blessing in such a way and manner and magnitude that even where he was a stranger, the Lord gave him the whole land. And today, we all have become partakers of that Abrahamic blessing because Abraham is our father. So all these things are very important. They are very, very important. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Now, who is the righteous but one who knows God's word and acts on God's word? And that is what we see. So, so it means that you cannot know the word, oh, lakute bali shaga. It means that you cannot know the word of God and act on God's word and be poor. Let me tell you something. I said in all of my life, ever since the Lord called me, there has been only one time when you meet the Holy Spirit, ask him. There has been only one time. There might be other times I don't remember. But there is only one time I have truly asked God to open doors financially for me. Only once. I've never asked him for a car. I've never asked him for a house. I've there is only one time. And this is what happened. I was at my wit's end financially. Um, and I know very well that when God calls you, he pays you. He said, when I sent you without purses, did you lack anything? They said, yeah, we did not lack anything. And so what that means is that a child of God is God's responsibility when it comes to blessing. Um, so, so I live completely at, you know, in the overflow um, from above. So I did not have anything, absolutely nothing. And if I say nothing, I mean nothing. That was the very last time in my life that I had nothing. I mean, I did not have anything. I did not have anything. I mean, the situation was so bad but more so, it was so dire that I, I did not even have, excuse me to say, toilet paper. I had nothing. And then as I was sitting down and thinking, Father, how can your servant, and this was in the very early stages of my ministry, how can I stand out and proclaim your word of blessing to your people and I myself are walking, I myself am walking in such, such great need. And I, I must have really heard the voice of the Lord say, son, 
If anyone is walking in poverty, it is their choice. If anyone, and the Lord will go on to say that to me again, some, you know, I mean, he, rather, the Lord has said that to me before when there was some man of God that was a great prophet of God who was walking in great need. And I went and I visited him to bless him. And on my way from his house, I told God, I said, Father, people, and I was, I was young. I, I was very, very young. And I looked, you know, to him as a great mentor, a great prophet of God, I'm telling you. And when I left his house, and when he was, you know, lamenting, uh, you know, to me about all the need that he had, and I left his house, I told God, I said, Father, I know you have called me into the ministry. And people that you call, if this is how they end up, then don't call me at all. Don't call me at all. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, son, he is poor by choice. By choice. And so this day, I heard the voice of the Lord again. I mean, the Lord will pay me visits at 3 a.m. And I will be on my face in prayer. And I'll find myself crying, Father, if only you will go with me, then wherever you send me, I will go. I mean, those were very, very intimate moments. Very amazing moment with God's precious spirit. And so when I heard that, immediately I began a search to deliver myself from lack. Hear me, that was the very last time I ever lacked in my life. I'm telling you, I'm tell I don't care about other people. Other people may have their own issues too. That was the very last time I ever lacked in my, in my life. And I have never duped anybody. I have never sold any handkerchief for olive oil or whatever, you know, to eke out a living. Absolutely. Boy, I mean, listen, I have never, I have never. There are gentlemen in the spirit and I'm a gentleman in the spirit. And I will never, ever until Jesus come, give an olive oil to someone to say, pay 5,000 for it or give a handkerchief. This is a mantle, pay 10,000 or whatever. So I will ne never, ever in my life, never, never. So I began to say scripture and all of a sudden, boom, revelation dawned. And when revelation dawned, the Bible took me straight to the book of Proverbs where he says, anyone who lends to the poor Gifts, listen to this, listen to this. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, you see, you don't know how we have gotten things from God. And I'm sharing that with you tonight. Anyone who lends to the poor gives unto the Lord who shall also repay him. The words of the president may fail. The word of some prophet may fail. But the word of the Lord never fails. When you engage truth, truth will produce. When you engage truth, truth will produce. I repeat, when you engage, so you must explore all these things before you begin to blame God for your problems. When you engage truth and truth does not produce, then you did not engage it right. When you engage truth, somebody must put it there. When you engage truth and truth does not produce, then you did not engage it right. When you engage truth, truth will produce because as the name suggests, truth, it is truth. It will always and always produce. So listen to, listen to what I did. I opened up the Bible to, you know, to the book of Hebrews. I found the scripture 
And I laid my Bible before the Lord. And I knelt by my bedside. And I began to pray in other tongues and meditate. Now I understand why in the book of Joshua chapter 1 from verse 8, God asked Joshua to meditate on the word. You see, the word that produces in your life is the word that you meditate on. If it doesn't become one with you, it cannot attract any good thing into your life. Hear me. If it does not become one with you, it cannot attract, it will not attract any good thing into your life. So I meditated upon it. I meditated and all of a sudden I, I knew what to do. So I want to tell you in one dose, I want to give it to you in one dose, how you become prosperous in God. Prosperity in God is knowing what to do, I mean, come as a result of, let me put it this way, because you see, sometimes when I'm talking, the Holy Spirit is talking to me. So that's why I always pray. Say, Father, um, open my eyes to see, but not only that, you know, I need you to give me um, 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 a mind like a tank, you know, a very big one, but, but I do have the mind of God, so I, 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 I should be content with that. So here is it, here is it. Prosperity comes as a result of Knowing what to do and doing it. That's what brings prosperity. Knowing what to do and doing it. When Jesus fed the 5,000, the Bible says, he asked, you know, Philip and them, said, where can we find uh, uh, bread or food for these people? And the Bible says, but Jesus knew what to do. He always knew what to do. Knowing what to do is one thing. Doing it is another but it is a combination of these that bring you blessings and catapults you into the realms of supernatural abundance. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I'm not asking you to pay for it. I am telling you. So, you know, receive it. So, prosperity in this kingdom comes as a result of knowing what to do. Knowing what to do and doing it. Because when I closed my Bible that day, after meditating, I said I did. I had nothing. Not even two rands. Not even one rand. Not even fifty cents. I'm telling you, I had absolutely nothing, and that situation had persisted for about two days. You know, two days of having. So I knew that it was not normal. The righteous can never be forsaken by God, and the seed of the righteous can never beg for bread. The seed of the righteous. So if the seed of the righteous will not and cannot and must not and should not beg for bread, why will the righteous, who now becomes the progenitor, are you getting the understanding, um, you know, have to beg for bread? So I said, I will never ask anybody. I, you get it the word way and God will give it to you. You know what to do and do it and it will produce in your life. Lima shakatabarabaya. And you know what I did? When I closed my Bible that day, I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. He who gives to, oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, boy. He who gives, without the word of God, where would we have been? Your problem is you have never put the word of God to, you know, to work. You come to church. You sing beautifully. You jump up and down beautifully. There are pastors who don't even walk by faith. You come to church. You sing. Today, I thank God for the many people around me who sow into my life every month. They sow into my life from afar and near. They sow into my life to be a blessing. I thank God for them. 
I thank God for people, you know, who are able to bless me as a man of God. But let me tell you, without them, I thank God. Are you getting the understanding? Because before it began, I, I lived by faith. And I will still continue to live by faith. I don't make expenses based on what anybody will give me. Never. But based, you know, on the resources of my heavenly father. And what my faith is able to pull down from that resources. So, you know, this is amazing. I knew what to do. And I was going to hold God to it. So I opened my closet. I took one shirt. I took one, you know, one set of cufflinks. And then I took some turkey that I had. And I placed it on the bed. I placed it on the bed. Uh, you see, when I was doing that, you were not there. You know, I placed it on the bed. I placed it on the bed. And I laid my hands on it. And I said, Father! In the mighty name of Jesus, your word declares, because the Bible says he cannot deny himself. <laughs> the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but this word will never. I always say, this is a compendium of God's thoughts. Hmm? All that is in God's mind are here. It is a whole university of revelational knowledge, this thing that I'm holding. Without it, you are grounded. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to anybody to, you know, and then I did not even know a lot of people. You get in the understanding, locked up in some room in Durban there, you know, and didn't know what to do. So now, um, when I got that revelation, I took, you know, those things, placed them on the bed, and I laid my hands, and I said, Lord, your word says. When was the last time you acted on the word? When was the last time you put the word to work? When was the last time you gave the word of God first place? Today, I challenge you. As a lady, don't sit in front of your mirror and polish your face more than you read God's word. Longer than you read God's word. Don't sit down and cross your legs and be watching television, be watching this and that. Longer than you read God's word. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a challenge. It is a challenge that I'm throwing to you. Don't do it. Don't spend so much time in the bathroom longer than you spend in God's word. And don't sit with people chit-chatting and chit-chatting longer than you spend in the word of God. You see, you say, man of God, what are you talking about? You see, let me tell you something about me. I've got sons around me every day after the, you know, after the, 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 the broadcast or, you know, um, here and there, I come out of my room. You see, and they do not even know that this I do it deliberately. It, is a, it has become, I've done it, it has become a part and parcel of, you know, of my life. I come out, I spend some five minutes with them, you know, asking them how they are and all that and just laughing with them for a while and then I go back to my room and they see me in the evening and then here and there I, I come out and then I ask them how, because you see, you must not be a spirit amongst the living, isn't it? And they, but I will never sit and chit-chat and chit more than I spend in God's word or in prayer. That, that is something you must desist from. I'm telling you. That is something that you must desist from. That is something you must desist from. That is something you must desist from. So I have no people who come to me to say, oh, man of God, we are coming. You see, sometimes people visit me and, well, you know, but uh, those are my most tormenting moments. But anyway, I don't want to say much about it so that I don't get visited. But what I'm trying to say is this. You never find me sitting down and just talking with friends and because all that is in scriptures, I have not yet comprehended them. So all these things are very important. 
That's why I have no friends. You know, for, as for you, you said, man of God, it's your choice. Th that is it. It is my choice. But I'm helping you to make a better choice. You move from that friend's house, that friend's, then that friend's house, then that friend's house, then that friend's house, then that friend's house, and you sit and you talk, 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 talk. By the way, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit doesn't really talk to people who talk just too much. And sit for a very long time. I'm telling you. I'm showing you how you can be deliberate about repositioning your life for a kingdom walk. I'm telling you. I am telling you. I'm telling you. Sometimes people tell me things and then they come and ask me, man of God, do you remember? You see, me, I always forget. And I, 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 I'm, I'm proud of it. I always forget. You know, I always forget. And sometimes, you know, it is not very nice because then you, 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 you turn out to be, you know, in the eyes of people like you are not a man of your word or whatever. But, 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 but to some extent, I'm very happy. Because you come to me and gossip about somebody, the next time you ask me, I will not even remember a thing that you told me about that individual. And it has, it has blessed my life. It has helped me keep my, ha my hands clean and my heart pure. I'm, I'm telling you, you and this person did this and did it. The following, I will not even, immediately the conversation is over. It has already gone out of my mind. I'm telling you, the people that are the closest to me will tell you what I'm talking about. Always I'm asking them, oh, what was this and what was that and what was that and what was that? Not because I've got a problem, you know, in my mind. No, 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 no. My, my mind is in the right place. But you see, you, you cannot be a here and there person and please God. You cannot be a here and there person and see the glory of the Lord. You cannot be a here and there person and fulfill destiny. You cannot be a here and there person and be used by God. I'm telling you. You cannot. Because how is the Holy Spirit going to speak to you when you, you are at this, you talk, talk, talk. Even when you sleep, you are talking in your sleep. This year, that has ceased in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, this year, it has, because sometimes what you don't know is that that is also a tactic of the devil to ensure. You see, I was praying in my room before the service started. So I was just blowing in other tongues and all of a sudden, the Lord reminded me about a revelation. So, you know, I wanted to, because it's online, I wanted to read them, uh, I, I mean, but then I realized, oh boy, I've got only two minutes to come and get mic'd, you know, for the, for, the, for the broadcast. But immediately after the broadcast, I'm on it. It's about this wonderful guy in the 1960s that the Lord gave a revelation, a very great, you know, great, 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 great man of God called Tommy Hicks. And the Lord gave him this revelation about this creature. And it's a very, it was a very huge creature. But that creature was just, had just been moored, you know, and, and, and just been subjected to some form of, uh, of, of um, what, uh, bedriddenness and immobility and all that. And it was because there were, there were other little creatures, which you can call demons, that had entered this creature. And in that revelation that Tommy Hicks saw, it was, it was a vision that the Lord gave him about the church. You see, that the church is sleeping. You see, the church has become like Samson who goes down to the valley of Surak and finds a, a prostitute and gets eventually his head, you know, shaven. And he says that I will go out and shake myself as never before only to go out and realize that, yes, you can shake yourself, but you have lost the anointing. See, that's how, he, you know, so he, this guy tried to, this, you know, big creature 
which is a symbol of the church, tried to get up. And anytime he tried, all these little creatures will be getting out of his body. But then when he relaxes, then they will come back until eventually he received grace to really rise up and then all these creatures run away from him. And so is the state, not just of the church of Jesus Christ today, but so many Christians, because who are the church but people, not the buildings. Look at South Africa. Look at elsewhere in Africa. Look at Nigeria. Look at Ghana. Look at all these, you know, other African countries who are truly praying, who are truly, truly praying. Corona has run away from there. Look at South Africa now. We are, uh, 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 you know, under lockdown because we don't take things seriously in this southern hemisphere. We don't take prayer seriously. We come to the church and seek for our rights. We don't take a prayer. I said, go to Ghana. People are meeting. You know, I just was, you know, on a call with Bishop before I came to do this broadcast. He said, what is it that is happening in, you know, you know, in your country? So they took this thing. When the president of Ghana organized, uh, uh, what was it again? A national day of fasting and prayer. They really fasted and they really prayed. When it was organized there, what happened? Nothing. 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 So you see, if the church is not going to arise, we will never see the glory of the Lord. If the church is not going to arise, why is it that now the whole of Africa, we are those that are really on lockdown. Elsewhere they are meeting, now the church can't even meet. That is why you are sitting where you are and watching me. The church cannot even meet. We can't meet. We cannot meet. We can't meet until this ban is lifted. Because the church is asleep. And if we are asleep, we are asleep because we do not act on God's word. We don't. We don't. How are you going to be in need of faith when the bank is there to give you a credit card and all that? So you don't use faith at all. You don't, you don't use faith at all. But this season, it is all going to change. I'm telling you. It is all going to change. The sons of God in this country are going to arise. And there is going to be a true manifestation of the true sons of God. Anyhow, so I placed my hands on that. And then I prayed, prayed and prayed. And I said, Father, according to your word. When was the last time you, you said according to your word in prayer? When was the last time you quoted God's word in prayer and acted on it? The Bible said that anyone who gives to the poor lends, he borrows it to God, who will also repay him. So I say, Father, I see that there is a gardener here. He is poor. He doesn't have anything. This is what I have. That is why the child of God can never be poor. Because even when I did not have physical substance, I had something to give. There never comes a time when you have nothing to give. There never, some time ago, there are three people in our church, and maybe right now they are listening to me. I was lying in bed, and the Lord says, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, arise, and call these three people to the church and pray for them. I said, okay. He said, son, let them bring a seed in their hands. I'm like, Lord, you can't ask me to ask them to bring a seed in their hands because these people don't have money. I know them because I've been praying for them. And the Lord said, you know, because sometimes we try to play the Holy Spirit in the lives of people. You know, the Lord says, son, what are you talking about? They have this is what the Lord told me. You always have something to give. So I told them the other one brought clothes. The other one brought like a home theater system or whatever. And I said today it is a different story. You know, let me tell you. You, you see, that's why the child of God cannot say, I don't have. The fact that you do not have 
you know, money, you know, does not mean you don't have. You always have something to give. So I, I took, I did not have money. I took the clothes. I said, Father, according to your word, I am going to give it to this poor guy. And it was the, gar the gardener in the complex. I said, I'm going to give it to him. And I want you to pay because your word says anyone who gives to the poor lends to you who also repay. And if possible, now. In other words, I'm giving it away. I want you to pay me according to your word. And I want you to pay me now. I'm never going to go another day without toilet paper in that house. Anyway, I went to give it to the gardener. The guy was so happy. He was jumping up and down. I came back and I sat. And when I came back and I sat, I did not take my... You see, it is expectation that guarantees delivery. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. So when I came, I was expecting. I had already sown the seed. I was watering it with my prayer. Father, thank you. Your word is true. You have done it. And then I received the call. I received the call from someone. Now, that individual is probably watching because it is my son, Menzi, from Deban. He said, Father. I said, yes, sir. He said, I was at work and the Holy Spirit told me. Listen to this. And that time, the work he was doing, it was not even paying him that much. He said, Father, I was at work and the Holy Spirit told me that I must bring you a seat. So he said he left the workplace and went and withdrew 5,000 runs. And I'm talking about sometime in 2012 even. I'm talking about eight years ago. So, and withdrew 5,000 runs, put it in an envelope and came. He just came there for five minutes because as, I, as my seed hit the, you know, the ground. As I obeyed the word of the Lord, the Lord was talking to somebody. He said, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Lift, come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up now, hurry up now, go and give it to myself. He said, Father, the Lord told me. Now, listen to me. He is my son. I could have given him a call and said, hey, son, uh, uh, just look for a thousand rands and bring, me, bring it to me as a seed. You see, there, there are a lot of men of God who, are manipu who manipulate people because, you know, they are, they are sons and they, are, they just manipulate. That will never happen in my life. I mean, it never happened when I was in great need, not when today the Lord has blessed me and I don't need anything from anybody. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you. He says, Father, Father, I said, he said, the Lord told me. Now, if the Lord told you, then you can't blame me, isn't it? If the Lord told, he said, the Lord told me. The Lord told me when I was busy at work to go and take this money and bring it. And it was a 5,000 rand seed. I tell you, uh, you know what? He gave the envelope to me and I put it next to me. Oh, Rakatus. And I began to talk to him and I asked him how he was doing. And then I touched the money. I prayed for him. I touched it all the way. I was touching it so that I'm sure that it is there and it is real, you know? And uh, when he left, I counted 5,000. I took the 500 runs, put it in an envelope, threw it somewhere because that belongs to the Lord. Because until I give God's own to him, the remainder is not meaningful. And I hit them all and the rest is history. By, by now you know that I probably bought a, a trolley full of uh, toilet paper to bring it to the house and all that and bought food and bought all these things. I'm telling you, not very long ago. Now our ministry has gotten to a point where we need you know, several thousands of, you know, of runs to run it on a monthly basis. That ministry you see there like that. We need over 120,000 every month to run it. I'm telling you, it's not a joke to run it. That is how you know that a people are prospered. Today, people come, man of God, people put their tithe there, 160,000. Put their tithe there, 200,000. One person's tithe now can pay for that rent for two months. I'm telling you.
I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. During, uh, you know, the, 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 the previous lockdown, you know, we had some few bills and I was there at the church and I was busy praying. I never prayed about money once. I never, I never prayed about, I never prayed about money once. I never, I never called the pastors to sit down and discuss money because we discuss issues. You know, you know, here and there, they will be talking about this, you know, and, and you know, you know, I have people who tithe directly to me. And I'm like, tithe to the church. They said, no, 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 no. We are not going to do that. We will give it to you directly. I said, okay, if the Lord says that, I mean, if that is what you have come to believe, if that is what you have come to know as truth. You know, so, so, so this thing we talk about, it's not a joke. I was there praying all of a sudden from nowhere, boom, somebody sends a seed. And then when I gave, because I gave and gave and gave and gave all that I had, when somebody sent me a seed, ah, so later this person calls me and says, hey, but you sent me a seed. He said, man of God, I was sleeping 1 a.m. The Lord woke me up or so, and then the Lord said, send a seed to this man of God. Let me tell you something. Today I'm here, I'm, 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 I'm. You know, the last time I was telling God, I said, Father, even if you don't do anything for me at all again, I will, I will continue to worship and praise and bless you because you have, you have made me understand that your word works. God's word works. I'm telling you, the word of God works. It works when you work it, you see. So it is very important. You, you got to build substance. Until you build substance, there is no way that you can be able to walk in supernatural manifestation. Abraham is our example, you know. Now, giving does not automatically translate into prosperity. By now, you should know. What really translates into prosperity, which giving falls under, is substance. Knowing God's word and acting on God's word, and that is what faith is. You have to be spiritual in order for you to produce. I repeat, you have to be spiritual in order for you to produce. I repeat, you have to be spiritual in order for you to produce. I repeat, you have to be spiritual in order for you to produce because God does not bless carnal people. Prosperity is not for carnal people because sometimes people think that I can pay my tithe and give whatever and then I can go ahead and live immorally and still, you know, expect things. For God doesn't bless carnal people. Get this straight. Get this straight. God does not bless carnal people. Do you want me to break it down? I'm going to break it down. You are not married. You have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You're sleeping together. You don't repent. You cannot be prosperous. That is true. I'm telling you. Listen to me. You are a gossip. You can't prosper. It doesn't matter how much you give to God. You are a rebel. You can't prosper. You are proud. You can't prosper. You are insolent. You can't prosper. You are a backbiter. You can't prosper. I'm telling you, God does not bless carnal people. He said, I've never seen the Lord, I mean the righteous, the righteous forsaken, nor he seed begging for bread. The Bible says righteousness without which no one can see God. Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter 5, he said, blessed are the pure in spirit for they shall see God. If you are not pure, you can't see God. And this year, you don't run away for your life and continue breaking covenantal, you know, I, I, I mean, um, continue 
in covenantal, covenantal violations. Continue violating scripture. And, and continue to say, oh, I'm going to walk under an open heavens and I'm going to. No, 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 no. This uncommon favor is for the righteous. And that's why you have to turn your life around. This walking under an open heaven is for the righteous. Because it is the righteous who the Lord does not forsake. That's why you got to clean up. You cross over. And I believe you did not cross over with any carryovers. That is why you got to clean up. Righteousness without which no one can see God. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So you are not going to see God when your heart is infested with wickedness. It's not going to happen at all. You are not going to see God at all when your heart is infested with wickedness. So there is hope for you. And the hope is, as the word of the Lord is coming, repent, turn around. If you truly want to work in financial prosperity, you can, because, you know, you see, years ago, I was, you know, sitting in a church. I was about maybe 15, 16 years or whatever. And I did not really know much about God's word, even though he had called me, you know. And um, it was in a church. And somebody was lifting his hands to say, uh, you see, and asked a question. It was a dialogue session. And the Holy Spirit reminded me this afternoon. I'm like, ah, Lord, I wish I knew then what I, what I know now. That day I would have chopped the church up. So somebody you know, asked this question, and the person, you know, asked, because uh, it, it was a dialogue, you know, session, that the word declares that giving uh, will yield results. What if I continue to, you, because then the man of God was using the Muslims to say, look at the Muslims, you know, uh, uh, you know and look at the Jewish and all that, they give, and uh, because of their giving, you know, they are blessed, even though they are Muslims. So this individual is asking, so if I am a giver, but I walk in immorality, um, um, will I be blessed? You know, and the man of God, you know, was like, hey, this is a very big question. And one thing I know is that, uh, uh, you know, once you give, God will bless you. Uh-uh. Once you give and you are wicked, God won't bless you. By the way, what you need to understand is that when you put together, uh, what do they call it? A sacrifice. When you, you, you have that thing that they put together to, Sacrifice, what is it again? Um, when you heap up your wood, you know, and all that, you know, you put everything together to offer a sacrifice unto the Lord. You pray for one thing, that your sacrifice will be accepted by the Lord. Because if your sacrifice is not accepted by the Lord, then the Lord cannot give you, he can't open the heavens. Don't forget that. It is not just, you just, you see, that is why some of you, you have given monies to false prophets and you just threw those monies into bags that have holes. I'm telling you, into bags. Some of you have given and never reaped because you do not understand what it means to give. You see, Abel appeared before the Lord. Cain appeared before the Lord. They all offered sacrifices. One man's sacrifice was accepted, so the Lord blessed him. The other was not accepted, so God was not favorable to him. That's how it is. So, when I have my money to give to God, I must pray that the Lord will accept my offering. Because the only offering that attracts the blessings of the Lord is the offering which is accepted by God. So, if your offering is not accepted, it doesn't matter whether it is 20 million. It doesn't matter whether it is 50 million. It doesn't matter whether it is 100 million. You will die after the offering 
you know, and still on your deathbed, be reminding God, oh God, remember my sacrifices and deliver me. But he did not accept it. You just gave it. You see, these are very, very important issues as far as the kingdom is concerned. You, you got to position yourself for your sacrifices to be accepted. But then, if your heart is pure, then your sacrifices will definitely be accepted by the Lord. If you are a righteous man, a righteous woman, a holy man of God, then your sacrifice, a holy woman of God, then your sacrifices will be accepted by the Lord until they are accepted. You cannot go and bring drug money, you know, destroying people's life and, and getting the money to come and give in the church. And then, the, you, know, you know, a foolish pastor will say, uh, once the money touches my hands, it is holy. It is not. You see, it touches his hands, it is holy. He will go spend it for you. But I'm telling you, the Lord did not accept it. And he cannot bless you. It takes God to bless you. So this is very important. You got to be spiritual to assess. Okay, listen to this. When you are carnal, you cannot access revelation from heaven. So why is it that you can access blessings from heaven? When God opens heavens, whatever comes, and you know, there are so many mysteries I can't share now because of time. Because when God blesses you, with finan blesses you financially, he breaks the curse of financial uh, hardship in your life. So when we say someone is blessed by God, it is an anointing that makes it so. And God cannot deliver his anointing in the life of a carnal person. Okay, if you, you, know, if you think this is far-fetched, let me give you a scripture. You see, I never want to talk too much without quoting a scripture. Then it means, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching philosophy and I'm not doing that at all. So your giving does not automatically translate into prosperity. You have to be spiritual for your giving to produce. Job chapter 22. Now I want you to follow me because this year is your year. That is why I'm sharing the word of the Lord with you with such passion and under a strong anointing, you know, because this year you will not miss it in the mighty name of Jesus. You have missed it in other years, but I prophesy upon you. I prophesy upon you, beloved, that this year, this year, even if you are the witch against your own life, you will deliver your own life in the name of Jesus. Job chapter 22, reading from verse 21 to 26. Come on, give me the scripture. The Bible says, now acquaint yourself with him. Who is the him? God. I want you to follow this. Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. What does that mean? The Bible says to he who is joined to the Lord, there is hope, isn't it? So he says, now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. In other words, those that join themselves to the Lord, they don't get agitated about stuff. They, they're always at peace. They are always at peace. You see, he says, thereby, good will come to you. And so you don't place things in the hands of the Lord and go after it. No, no, you, you know, you relax. Because you have placed it in the, you have placed them in the hands of the Lord. The Bible says, good will come to you. Good will come to you means in this season, monies are going to chase after you. You are not going to chase after money. Opportunities are going to chase after you. You are not going to chase after money. As you get in the understanding, blessings will come looking for you. You are not going to have to go look for blessings. He says, thereby good will come to you. I see good coming to you in the mighty name of Jesus. I see money coming to you in the mighty name of Jesus. I see opportunities coming to you in the mighty name of Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Good will come to you. In other words, 
in my life as John Richard, good things will look for me, I will not look for it. Money will look for me, opportunities will look for me, I will not go looking for them. That You see, this is scripture. That's what the Bible says. When you acquaint yourself with the Lord, you are at peace. And when you are at peace, then good come to you. Ah. I said, somebody is going to come to you driving his or her car and come and pack the car and throw the keys at you and say, take it. The Lord said, I must bring you this car. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Somebody will be sending some very powerful monies into your account this season. And then they will say, oh, but the Lord said, I must send you this money. I said, good will come to you. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. I said, this season, good is coming to you. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Rakate, it cannot fail. Good is coming to you. Take it in the mighty name of Jesus. Give me the scripture. He said, receive. Here is it. He said, receive, receive, please, instruction from his mouth. Listen to this. Receive instruction. This, this, this. This is what instruction is. The Bible. He said, receive this. Receive. Receive, please. He's even begging him. He's even begging him. I think this was Eliphaz also, one of Job's friends. He's even begging him. He's even begging to say, please, please. He said, please receive instruction from his mouth. Do you receive instructions from the Lord's mouth? Do you receive instructions from the Lord's mouth? Do you know God's word? Do you act on God's word? Given the scripture. He said, receive please instruction from his mouth. Listen to this. He said, and lay up his words in your heart. Receive his instruction and lay up the word of the Lord in your heart. Take away the bitterness out of your heart and replace it with the word of God. Take away the wickedness out of your heart and replace it with the word of God. Take it away. And replace it with, he said, he said, oh, store up the word of God in your heart. Scripture. What does he say? He says, listen to this. He said, if you return to the almighty, he will build you up. And that's why I said there is hope for you. If you have never received instruction from his mouth or stored his word in your heart, this is the time to start. This is the time. Return to him. The Lord is calling you because he does not want this year to be a repetition of previous years. So he is calling you. He doesn't want this year to be a repetition of previous years. He does not want history to repeat itself this year. So he is calling you. He says, come, 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 come. He said, get out from amongst them and be separate. You know, yesterday, we were talking about how God separate. You know, uh, towards the end of the message, I, I have not forgotten, I will still get there in Genesis 14. But I, I feel I owe to you an obligation to explain these things for you. Because some people just think that uh, prosperity is when the man of God declares upon you. No, 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 no. Or he's rising and falling, it's more than that. He said, receive his instruction from his mouth. Store his words in your heart. Yes, give me the scripture. He says, and return to him. And he will build you up. And he says, when he builds you up, here is it. You will remove iniquity far from your tent. It is not the Lord who removes the iniquity from your tent. You are the one who removes the iniquity from your tent. Because it is not the Lord who makes you believe. You are the one, I mean, who makes you forgive. You are the one who forgives. You are the one, you know, who, who, who gets, who rates his heart of bitterness. You are the one who takes the wickedness and the rebellion, uh, you know, out of your life. He said, do that. Take the iniquity and throw it away. Take it and throw it away. And this year, if you don't throw it away, you can't see uncommon favor. You can't see uncommon favor. You can't see supernatural manifestations. Next verse. Follow me 
He said, then, only then, only when, when, after, after, after I have done what? After you have received his word, after you have laid his word in your heart, after you have received instruction from him and laid his word in your heart and put aside iniquity, he said, only then, don't forget, don't forget this, only then you will lay your gold in the dust. In other words, you will have gold as dust and the gold of offer. Now, the gold of offer is the best gold there ever is. He said, and gold of offer among the stones of the brooks. Only then, you, you, in other words, you will have so much money. You will have so much money, you will, you, you, money will be like dust to you. That's what he's saying. You will lay up gold as dust. It has got two applications. One is, you will have so much money that it will be like dust. The second application is, you know, one thing about dust. When you clean it, it comes back. When you clean it, it comes you know, you know, it comes back. In other words, God will bless you in such a way that nobody will be able to take it from your hands. They may take your car, God will give you double. They may want to repossess your house, God will give you triple. That is what it means. But how do I, give me verse 26 and let's continue from there. He said, yes, the almighty will be your gold. Listen to this. And your precious silver. Last verse. He said, for them, you will, for then you will have your delight in the almighty and lift up your face to God. That is it. That is it, my friend. That is it. Receive instruction from his mouth. Lay his words in your heart. Take iniquity far from you. And then prosperity will begin to manifest in your life. He said, when you do that, then the word you confess will produce. He said, then you will begin to store gold as dust. Not moving up and down, unhinged, doing whatever it is that you like. And you still want God to do things for you. That is not how God works, okay? If any prophet told you that, you see, I spoke to a young lady. And, I, I, and, 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 and I'm praying that, you know, I spoke to a young lady and I said, young lady, you are following some, someone's husband. The individual whose husband you are following wants to kill you because she's not holy. So run away. You know, this guy is giving this lady monies, 100,000 there, 200,000 there, 300,000 there, and that is 100,000 you didn't work for, 200,000 you didn't work for, 300,000 you didn't work for. So the lady, we didn't see her, I didn't see her for a while, he went to another church or whatever, and then, you know, she, she spoke to me later to say, man of God, all the, the prophets that I was visiting, they were telling me that, when I spoke to them about this man, they said uh, I must get as much money as I can get from that man and then walk out of his life. And I told her, I said, you will get the money. You will not be able to spend a dime. You go try it. Because, you see, today there is no truth. There is no truth. If you want to be blessed truly by God, how can you be a child of God and sell your soul to the devil because of money? Because of money. He said, the silver is mine. The gold is mine. The thousand cattles on the field are mine. How can you have such a father and be moving up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, as if you have no master, as if God can do nothing for you? He said, when you turn away from iniquity, you receive his word. That is the only time you will see prosperity. I'm showing you these things. Malachi chapter 3, 1 to 5. Hurry up. 
Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. We will, we will do something, you know, we will continue tomorrow. Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament. Open your eyes. Chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. He said, listen to this. He said, behold, I sent my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. Listen to this. So it means that there is preparation before the Lord shows up, isn't it? Even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord. Keep that at the back of your mind. Next verse. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a laundry, you know, a laundry soap. Next verse. He will sit as a refiner and as a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi. Because you are a son of Levi, because you are a priest unto the Lord, right? And purge them as gold and silver. You see? Why is that necessary? Because without that, he cannot use them. Without, until you are purged, excuse me to say, you are useless to God. He said, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in what? In righteousness. An offering in righteousness. Not just any offering. An offering in righteousness. Next verse. He said, then, listen to this, the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord. So if you don't offer the offering in righteousness, it is not pleasant unto the Lord. And because it is not pleasant unto the you see, all these scriptures are hiding in, in the Bible. But because you don't open it, they are all here. And because you don't open your ears to, you know, to hear, to listen. That is why sometimes when you, we quote such scriptures, you think, uh, you know, we just put... We, we, we just put them there for the purposes of, no, 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 they are there. Give me the scripture. Give it to me. Give it to me. He said, then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord. If you don't pledge yourself, your offering is not pleasant. He said, as in the days of old, as in former years. Yes, continue. Last. He said, and I will come near you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against pejorers, against those who exploit wage earners and widows and orphans, and against those who turn an alien because they do not fear me, says the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. He will purify you. Then your sacrifices will be acceptable before the Lord. That's how it is. Until you are purified, your sacrifices are not acceptable. We need to have a spiritual root to assess our inheritance. Inheritance only belongs to those with spiritual roots. If you have no spiritual roots, you have no inheritance. Turn around. He is calling you. He is calling you. If you have no spiritual roots, you have no inheritance. Turn around. He is calling you. Somebody comes to you. He wants to do business with you. You know the business is not legitimate. But you want to do it because you say, after all, it is bringing me money. That is why a child of God will just go and join himself to a man who is married to this, to that. Because at the end of the day, they know they are going to get something from there. The Lord is speaking to you. Don't go sell your soul. Your soul is precious. Don't go sell it. Don't go sell I'm saying this to you because the people out there, they think that God can bless his people. The people of God do not see the blessings of the Lord because they don't do what they need to do to assess the blessings. That is why it's as if, you know, uh, in the church, you know, uh, 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 until someone goes out there, no, 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 you don't have to go anywhere. I tell pastors, you don't have to dupe anybody, you don't have to say what God has not said to get anything, to get anything, to get anything. God has his own system for blessing his people. Do you know what divine prosperity is? Tell me anyone who got more blessed than, than Abraham. Today, the Jewish people are, are, are across the world, they are blessed because of one man, and his name is Abraham. So tell me, Abraham is gone, but he is still speaking. Abraham is dead long ago, but Abraham is still speaking. He is still speaking through the word. He is still speaking through the lives of these Jewish people we see around us. 
and he will speak through your life because you are a son and a daughter of Abraham. That's how it is. Let me probably give you the last scripture because I've got 10 minutes. In the book of Acts chapter 20 verse 32, the Bible says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Acts, Acts 20, 32. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. He says, so now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word. Listen to this. I commend you to God and to the word of, I want you to follow this. I, so now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And so you cannot assess inheritance if you are not sanctified. You don't have an inheritance without a commitment to sanctification. You do not have an inheritance without a commitment to sanctification. You do not have an inheritance. You do not have an inheritance without a commitment to sanctification. Let me end it here. May the Lord Almighty bless you. I hope you keep this in your heart. And I hope that you position your, yourself for this word to sink deep. God doesn't bless carnal people. Prosperity is not for the carnally minded. The Bible says the carnally minded person is unstable in all his ways. And if you're, that is why today you are in God. The next time then you backslide for a month. And then when you backslide for a month, you, 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 you get jerked back up for two months. Then after that, you backslide again. Then after that, somebody says he will marry you. And you don't even position yourself for God to work a work, you know, to work a work in, in you. You go and you do your own things. You know, today this, tomorrow that, the next time that. So your life is fluctuating because you are not consistent. There's got to be a commitment to sanctification if you want to see prosperity in your life. But this season, I said it is changing. I said it will never. You see, you crossed over. And in case you carried anything over, send it back to the previous year. Because 2020 is not going to repeat itself. This is a fresh year. Let this year, you know, this year, this year, commit yourself to God. Determine that this year you won't lie. You will not fornicate. You will not do people. You will not let pride take, you know, your life over. You make a commitment of sanctification to God. Make it. Drop your pride. Take away bitterness from your heart. Turn your life around. It's a new year. Let me tell you what is going to happen to you and what is not going to happen to you. This is 2021. It is an open door to a decade. And what that means is there is 10 years packed in this year. So if this year you downplay your life, you get something, you get into something that is not of God, that is not righteous, it will take you the next 10 years in order for you to get out. If you do anything this year to soil your garment, chances are your garment will be soiled for the remaining, you know, 10 years ahead of you. I'm telling you. Because this year, 2021, is an open door to a new decade. And so, when you get it wrong now, chances are you will get it wrong for a decade. And you don't want that. L listen to, you know, to the word of God through the mouth of a servant. That is what will happen if you don't position yourself. And that is why you got to tell yourself, this year, oh boy. That, you see, why do you think that I did not push, because it's 21 days, I could have access to start somewhere 
from the 7th until the 31st or the 30th. Or, no, no, no. I said, we are starting from the beginning. Three days of the word. Then fasting kicked in. Because I want to get you hot right from day one. Right from day one. Right from day one. So that you can continue to keep your garment pure. Without it, hey, let me tell you. Let me tell you, you move up and down, doing the wrong things, you come to church, it doesn't matter the prophetic word that comes upon you. Because anytime the prophetic word is released, you are set up for a warfare. And if you are carnal and walking in immorality, you do not have even the spiritual, you know, balance to be able to, you know, fight against the devil. Position yourself. This is your year. Don't let anybody come and, you know, play around you. And This year, don't give in. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on all the armors. Guard your heart. Guard your head. Guard your, your, you know, your feet. Put on you know, the garment of righteousness. He said, awake, awake. Isaiah 54. He said, awake, awake. You know, can you give me that quickly? We are going to, you know, we are going to take our off, a, 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 what is it, our communion. But let's just get that quickly. And then we will get into prayer. Isaiah chapter 54, give me from verse 1. He said, oh, sing, oh, barren. You, have, you who have not born, break forth into singing and, and cry aloud. You, you who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married, of the married woman, says the Lord. Is that, no, give me, give, no, 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 wait. Give me Isaiah 52. This is not the scripture I'm looking for. Like I said, sometimes this script is jam in your, in, your, in your brain. Give me 52. Aha. Ah. Why did I say 54? What? Why did I say 54? <laughs> that is the one I'm looking for. He says, awake, awake. Awake, awake. Put on your strength. Ah. Oh. This year... You got, you see, God is not going to put on the strength for you. You put on your strength. You are the one. Don't let God do the things that he, don't give God the responsibility that he has given you. He says, awake, awake. It means you are the one that has to arise. Put on your strength. You put on the strength. He said, oh, Zion, put on your beautiful garment. This year is the year of your beautiful garment. And that garment will never be soiled in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Jerusalem, the holy city. He said, for the, he said, from today forward, the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Yeah, it means anyone who comes to defile you will no longer come to defile you in the name of Jesus. Charlie, give me the scripture. I'm not joking here. He says, shake yourself from the dust. Shake. Who does it? You. What is that? Dirt. Shake yourself from the dirt. Arise, sit down. That is a position of rulership. Oh, Jerusalem, lose yourself from the bond of your neck. Oh, captive daughter of Zion. You want me to continue? Give me the next verse. He said, for that says the Lord, you have sold yourself for nothing. Like you sold yourself so cheap. You know, you are a woman of dignity, but you went and sold yourself so cheap. A man of dignity, but you, you know, you sell yourself so cheap. He said, he said, you sold yourself for nothing and you shall be redeemed without money. The first prophet must read this scripture. Redemption doesn't come with money. You don't pay money to be delivered. Next verse. He says, for thus says the Lord God, 
My people went down at first into Egypt to dwell there. Then the Assyrians oppressed them without a cause. So this is talking about the oppressions that you have, you, you have gone through in yesteryears. He said, now therefore, when? Now, now, now. Church, I, I'm telling you something. Now, now, now therefore, what have I here, says the Lord, that my people are taken away for nothing? He said, those who rule over them, make them well, says the Lord. And my name is blasphemed continually every day. Give me the last verse. And then he said, therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. And behold, it is I. So you have to awake. Put on your garment. Captive daughter of Zion. Awake. Put it on. Arise. Sit down. All these are admonitions. They are actually commands from the Lord. That this year... You wash your garment clean so that you can attract prosperity. When you do that, your offering will be accepted. And when it is accepted, then the Lord will cause it to flow. 